to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege. Y'all know it. Come on now. You know it's an honor and privilege just to be with y'all. I'm glad y'all have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey that we call life. Listen, for those joining us for the very first time, I just want to just say thank you. I'm just, look, I'm speechless. I, I am just so humbled that you would just take the time out of your life, especially everything that's going on in the world, especially there's so many shows and, and broadcasts that you can be uh, listening to, so many conversations you can be a part of. And here you are with Pastor Wade on This Is The Day. And I just want to say welcome. And let me tell you what this show is all about. We discuss various topics that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, listen to me, all of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinions are not valid. And we can have a conversation freely and honestly, come on, we're going to keep it 100 here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. And you know, what's going on in the world today? Come on, where are my Marvin Gaye people at? What's going on? Listen, we got the Rona, COVID, whatever you want to call it. We got that going on. We got social injustices happening everywhere, not only to black people in America, but uh, people in general, whether you're black, brown, or beige. Uh, we got the lack of respect that we have for one another is at an all-time high. I mean, let me say that again. It's at an all-time high. The lack of respect is at a all time high. Did I say all time high? All right, I think I said all time high. I'm just trying to get you the point to understand that uh, we, the respect, the lack of respect that we have for each other is just way too high at this moment. And especially because, you know, we got social injustice going on and, and Corona going on. And then now we're in election year right now. Listen, the church is so divided and paralyzed as we speak, and they're contributing to everything of how we treat one another in this moment. And that's very important. Uh, in this climate of how we treat one another. Matter of fact, uh, because of all the challenges and distractions, we need to concentrate on how we treat each other even more the way God said it. Uh-oh, I think I'm in trouble, y'all. I'm in trouble already. I know I, somebody just rolled their eyes right now. Somebody just said, look, I'm going to stop this conversation right now because he didn't got all my nerves, but I'm telling you, we're keeping 100 here on This Is The Day. You, listen, it's going to be uncut, Raw, unfiltered, unfettered, you're just going to get it. And listen, whatever the information that we give you, we're going to make sure that we're truthful. We're going to make sure that we're honest. And then uh, we go set before you, just like what God said. I set before you life and death, you choose. So we're just going to give you the information and you choose. You know, I, last time I checked, this is still America. And I thought we have freedom of choice here. Uh-oh, uh I'm already in trouble. Let's review. 
Come on, y'all. Let's review. I, I don't want to be in trouble early uh, in this conversation. I'll get in trouble later. You know, because I like getting in trouble when we have conversations. Because listen, I want to. I want to make sure that we are clear and concise, and we're on the same page. So at least whatever way you choose to go, at least you would be able to choose with all the information. How's that? I, that's all I ever wanted for me. Just I, give me the information. And let me choose with all the information versus let me choose with uh, different pieces uh, taken out. Okay. Oh, boy. Let's keep going. So for those of you that joined us for the very first time, uh, let's do a little quick review. Uh, I also urge you. Uh, to make sure uh, if you have, if this is your first time and you haven't uh, joined our conversation before, why don't you just go back and uh, listen to uh, episodes one through seven? Because uh, this is uh, uh, no, actually one through eight. Because uh, we're actually on episode nine on this series on how to treat one another. Man, I, we just can't let go of this right now because treating one another is everything at this moment. I mean, when you talk about love covers all, love covers a multitude of sin. Uh, love your Lord the God with all your with all your heart, strength, with all your with your mind, soul, and body, and all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Everything is tied to how we treat one another. So, listen, uh, we're gonna spend some time on this subject uh, right now because uh, it is all relevant to what we're going through right now. So in episode eight, uh, we went over uh, command five. So what happened is, ladies and gentlemen, we're going through uh, the different uh, one another's. There's 59 really one another commands in the Bible. So what we're doing is we're taking different sections of the one another commands and talking about it uh, as they pertain to each one of us. So in command five, it was talking about assemble together with one another. So when you talk about Ephesians 519, it says speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with heart to the Lord. Also, it says in Hebrews 1025, not forsaking our assembly together as a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more. And as you see the day draw near and you also for those of you who didn't know i gave an example of uh, there's a pastor his name is john MacArthur, and what happens is i may not agree with everything uh, uh about uh his theolo theology and things like that but one thing i do agree with what i found interesting is he was just you know everybody all the churches you know we're trying to honor the fact that you know the the our government wanted us to basically uh not assemble especially no more than 100 people matter of fact they told us to just shut it down all down you know they want us just to social distance so what happens is you know all of us as far as when you talk about pastors teachers bishops things like that so they honored their request it, well some did they honored that request and basically john MacArthur, what he was doing was he basically was filming by himself he was filming the services online for his people so what happened is people got word of it and then not by his own provocation he didn't provoke it he didn't advertise it people started to come on their own volition they basically started to come and just hear the sermon because they wanted to fellowship they wanted to connect with each other the next thing you know he has a full-blown service not by advertising and then because he's a man of God, he didn't want to turn people away from coming here in the word. Well, what he did was accommodate uh, people that still wanted a social distance and also still wanted to wear masks. So he had a place for them, all that kind of stuff. But the interesting part is uh, people, the government was trying are trying to take him to court. Matter of fact, he's supposed to go to court uh, in early September, but they're trying to take him to court, trying to make him shut down, talking about he broke laws. Well, no, he didn't. 
Because if you read your First Amendment right, he has the right to assemble. Uh-oh. He has the right to assemble. And then especially it says in there peaceably. So what happens is, I, I, for those that didn't know, that wasn't on, that didn't listen to our last episode, I... You know, a lot of Christians are throwing up uh, in my face talking about, well, submit to the laws of the land, Romans 13 and blah, 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 blah. I get it. You're supposed to submit to the laws of the land. Absolutely. That's what the Bible says. Matter of fact, that's what Paul says. But I find it interesting that we're using what Paul says and Jesus blatantly, uh-oh, Jesus blatantly disregarded whatever law was going right now because he says he supersedes the law. But because he was doing the will of his father. So when you talk about what John MacArthur is doing, what happens is if we're not supposed to forsake not the assembly of ourselves, if, we, if we're built to be in relationship and fellowship with each other, and then he was still based on the law of the land, he still was following the law and following what God said at the same time, and they still want to make him wrong for it. So... I'm just saying I roll with him on that. I may not agree everything he, he is doing or his theology, but he sure is right about that. Also, we just said is uh, we do great harm to ourselves and to others when we fail to come together to spend time together around the things of Christ, not only to worship and learn of him, but also to minister to one another. God has given uh, to the church the responsibility of restoring troubled discouraged people to deeper relationships with him and out of that to ministry in a hurting world that's what we're supposed to do ladies and gentlemen in the sight of COVID, in the sight of social injustice i know we're waiting for the killers for brianna taylor uh to be arrested listen we got things going on what about the native americans they they still uh need uh healing as well when you talk about they suffer genocide when you talk about uh our latino brothers and sisters from mexico they've been basically they want to put a wall up a border so they can be cut off from part of their land that is part of in the USA. I hope y'all didn't know that because you do know that Nevada, California, New Mexico, Arizona are really part of Mexico. But I'm going to leave that alone, y'all. But also what Black Americans have suffered as well. Listen, the only way we're going to get through all of this is how we got to learn how to treat one another no matter what culture or background you are. We got to even stop if you're, I'm not saying everybody is, but you got to even stop holding an ought against uh, Caucasians or Europeans or white people. No matter what they've done. We got to get over that kind of thing because we're carrying, a lot of cultures are carrying anger and resentment from that seed of prejudice that's been planted. Oh my goodness, we only in a review. I am in trouble. I feel it. I feel the heat right now. Also, we must consider, when you talk about that word, consider. In the Greek, we talked about, hey, y'all, remember when I say about Greek words? Don't be trying to be up here trying to pronounce them. Listen, I'm trying to do my best by pronouncing them so you can look them up. That's why I also spell it for you as well. When you talk about, uh, when it talks about in the text, consider is the Greek word kantaneo, which is spelled K-A-T-A-N-O-E-O. And to, that means to consider attentively, perceive, and observe. The text is calling us to notice and pay attention to people not to be judgmental, but that we might perceive one another's moods, pains, or needs. And why is that? That we might minister to those uh, needs with a listening ear, a listening ear, a listening ear. Ladies and gentlemen, did I say listening ear? That is one thing big right now. Man, we can review that forever. Having that listening ear, being a committed listener. Also a caring heart. Oh my God. 
a caring heart right now, whoo, a helpful word. This is what we're supposed to be doing as uh, men and women of God. Even listen, even if you don't believe in God, just as just for as far as humanity, it's a principle. We're supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. Period. Why? Because we got to occupy the same space. We have to share this space together. We have to live in this planet together. Even in the people in your neighborhood, how many neighbors do you really know? How many neighbors don't look like you that live around you? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Somebody need to go outside right now and, and, and introduce yourself to your neighbor that's in your proximity. I, it, by my house, where I live, in the area I live, I have uh, people that are Indian, uh, that live next to me. Uh, there's a Filipino family on the other side of them. Then to the left of me, there is my Latino brothers and sisters uh, from there. Then uh, on the other side of them, there's a, a Asian family. Uh, listen, I'm surrounded by different cultures that live in my proximity. Oh boy, nobody likes me right now. Also, we got to help uh, people experience the sufficiency of Christ or uh, what God has to offer and why the way he has us, uh, that he says that we're supposed to do it is the best way to do it. We got to also uh, continue not to forsake the assembly uh, together with each other. I told you about the story that uh, just a week ago, uh, some friends of mine, they invited us over with uh, some other couples and we just have fellowship. I mean, and it was so good that we was there like at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, all the way to 2.30 in the morning, and nobody wanted to leave. I'm just saying, that's the, that's the power of when we connected together. That's the power of fellowship. That's the power of forsaking not the assembly ourselves. See, we just consider that forsaking not the assembly itself, meaning you're talking about just going to church. No, when you talk about, uh, it's really talking about being in connection uh, with other people, your brethren, people that uh, think like you, uh, talk like you, that want to go in the same direction as you. You should not forsake that kind of assembly. You need that. We all need that. Oh boy, somebody, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Somebody go, Dr. Fauci going to call me. Uh, somebody, CDC, somebody going to call me. Because I, I keep telling people that it doesn't matter what the government says about a social distancing is impossible because at the end of the day, people will find a way to gravitate toward each other. It's, it's, it, it's a divine thing that not Dr. Fauci, Dr. Field or Dr. Oz can help. Oh boy. Let me keep going. Also, we got to uh, encourage one another in the context of similar fellowship, whether it's in small groups or large gatherings that we just said. Also, we talked about can the man sick bear one another's burdens. Uh, you find that in Galatians 6 two, bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our quick review, even though I'm already in trouble after review. And from our new people right now to join the conversation, listen, we have a tradition right here. Uh, what happens is we, we, we're going to take off, you know, like in a plane, we're going to take off in this plane together. So we like to make sure that your seat and your tray tables are in the upright position. And if you feel any turbulence, that is God shaking everything at the very root of what does not belong on this flight. Oh, and if you're with somebody, look at your neighbor and say, look at them and say, you ready? Look back at the other person and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. Let's get into it. We're going to go into command seven, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about different verses uh, promoting the good of the body or of the brethren for Christ. Let's uh oh, uh oh, let's talk about it. Command seven means to seek after that which is good for one another. Oh, I can just stop right there. Can, can we just look at that for a minute? Can we just seek after that which is good for one another? 
what if, if what if the world did that what if society did that okay let me bring this in let me blow this up bigger you know we in this uh election year right now the dnc just had the democratic national convention matter of fact it's still going on you know everybody is all up in arms with uh biden and kamala harris and all that and that choice then we have on the other side with the republicans with 45 and all that kind of stuff but but the interesting thing is uh people really think like i said in the last episode that republicans and democrats are different and they're not they're the same they serve the same master it's really a dog and pony show so what is uh you ever seen movies where there's a good cop bad cop so what happens is these are all friends behind the scenes so what they talk about is okay what are you want to uh, uh be for in public and what are we going to be against uh, in public and what happens is that's what the argument is about that's why when all the politicians get in there including obama <laughs> They didn't do anything that benefited the so-called whatever community that you thought they was going to benefit. It did benefit nobody because the presidency has no power whatsoever. None whatsoever. But what if both parties were were just able to seek after that which was good for one another? What if the so-called and I'm holding bunny quotes up right now, so-called politicians right now were just to seek after what was good for one another for us, really, for real? What would that look like? First Thessalonians 5.15 says, See that no one repays another <laughs> with evil for evil. Oh my God. Don't get me started about that. Have you seen these commercials right now? Uh, right now with the Republicans and Democrats on TV. When you talk about see that no one repays another evil for evil. They are bringing up the dirt on everybody 45 is calling biden uh got dementia he for he he didn't forgot they just said kamala harris she didn't uh did certain things to get to the top uh and then also she has she uh basically doesn't care anything about the black community because she's married to a white man oh i'm sorry did i say the wrong thing bringing up everybody's past they're, they're all into 45's uh, uh taxes uh, you know how much money did he really make he's catering to a, a market that's basically of prejudiced people now whether he doesn't like black people or latino people or not i mean whatever it, he's doing it, it's not uh he doesn't have character and integrity with it because catering to a market that is specifically prejudiced against another group of people you shouldn't do that either so you see what kind of foolishness we got going on what if both parties right now were just was to seek good for one another what would that look like continuing in first thessalonians 5 15 it says see that no one repays another evil for evil but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all men uh-oh uh-oh i think that preach itself ladies and gentlemen that just that's a statement for itself right there also it says in the context remember i said hey when you when we use any kind of scriptures right there or we have any kind of conversation we always talk about context we go keep things in context because there's nothing worse I, my big pet peeve is when uh, when somebody tries to use scripture and basically take it out of context that's why i said when you look at the word context c-o-n-t-e-x-t -E and you take the word text out of context all you left is with a con and there's a lot of people right now using the word as a con whoa i might need to go in the witness protection program i think i'm in trouble i think i see i think i'm in serious trouble right now in the context this command follows several positive illustrations and one negative the general principle is to set aside our rights in order to do that which will promote the good of 
others. Note this can include admonishing the unruly, but it must be done for their edification. Listen, we, there is some, I love Martin Luther King's, uh, one of his favorite quotes that people really have missed. He says, there are bad people that do ugly things to the world. But he said, it's not the bad people that make the world ugly. It's the good people that stand idly by and do nothing. And this is why we, it's important for us to learn how to treat one another, even through these challenges. This is the time to apply everything, all the principles that God has said, everything he said about relationship that we're supposed to do as far as uh, treat others as we want to be treated, as far as love our neighbor as ourselves. This is the time to, to produce that kind of fruit during this challenge. But what people are doing is they're choosing sides. They're they're at each other's throat right now. And what's happening is we're, uh, just America, just society right now is going into a hole right now that it may be impossible for us to recover from because of the seeds that have been planted. Because now the, the seeds that have been planted now are growing into trees now. And now we, by the time all of this is over, we're going to need like a bunch of chainsaws to be able to cut all these trees of hate, division down, fear down. We're going to need a whole bunch of chainsaws to cut all that stuff down right now. But if we would just learn how to treat one another while we're going through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil because God is with us. Oh boy, somebody don't like me right now. Ephesians 4, 29 says, let no unwholesome word proceed. Uh-oh. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with that. It says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. <sighs> somebody just cussed somebody out right now. Somebody just spewed some hate to somebody right now. I know it right now. And here it says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Watch the commercials, ladies and gentlemen. Watch these commercials right now, all the way into up into these elections. And I know y'all watching the news because a lot of people are in fear right now. That is their source. They want to watch the news all day, every day. And I want you guys, as you're watching the news, that's why I want to plant a different seed in you right now. Watch and see how many unwholesome words proceed from people's mouth just on television. Just on television. They try to doctor it up like it's not unwholesome. But if you start listening, You'll, re you'll really hear it. It also says, continue in the scripture of Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good. Oh, man. As is good. So, I'm just, I had to stop right there. So, we're not, so no unwholesome word is supposed to proceed out of our mouth, but let's let words of good that edify according to the need of the moment. This is scripture, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot take this out of context if I wanted to. It says, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. Ladies and gentlemen, we only need a good word in this moment right now. Oh, my goodness. That it may give grace to those who hear. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to give a good word in this moment to edify people, to build people up. Do you know depression is at an all-time high? Suicide is at an all-time high. People's lack of faith is at an all-time high right now. People, instead of gravitating toward God, are turning away from God. I'm just telling you right now, there is a state of emergency 
right now. And we, and the power is going to be in our words. The power is how we treat one another. That's why love covers a multitude of sin. That's why love conquers all. Only way we can do this is how we treat one another in love. They don't like me now, folks. Y'all don't like me, but it's okay. I still love you. Just, just hashtag me. This is the day on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And let me know if you're still my friend. Let me know if you still love me. Just, 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 just give me a good word, a good edifying word right now. Cause I I, I need it from you right now. Let's let's love on each other. All right. Let's go to command eight. Command eight says, be honest with one another. Good God almighty. Be honest with one another. We just need to park right there. Is there any honesty going on right now? Listen, I know everybody. Oh, the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention. Now, can I tell somebody this? Do you really think there was one honest word said? Stop it. If you believe that, I got a piece of land in Florida. It's swamp land, but I'm going to sell it to you because I think it's the best land there is. I, listen, there is no honest words going right now. There's only self-preservation or preservating words going around right now. It's only selfish words going around right now. Honesty is definitely not uh, uh, a thing that is going right now. Uh, listen, I listen to a lot of news p even with sportscasters uh because i listen to a lot of sports and i can't even get away from bad news just in sports because everything that's going on in the world is in my sports now and i'm upset with that too but they want to they always um you can see when they're not being honest or when they're being told to say something that they don't agree with you can always see it in their face colossians 3 9 says do not lie to one another uh-oh i could just park right there I didn't make this up, y'all. It's that's the that's what it says in Colossians 3 9. You can look that up. That's in the New Testament. For those that have never looked at a Bible, picked up a Bible, you can go to the New Testament in Colossians. This is Paul again writing to uh, uh, the people that live in uh, Colossae. Uh, and he says, Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. Listen, the reason why there's a lot of lying going on. And people are not being honest with each other is because some of the old practices haven't been laid aside. I don't know why I keep, see this show wasn't even gonna be having this conversation of bringing up political stuff or even church stuff. But basically when you talk about, uh, it said lay aside the old self is easel practices. It says you wouldn't lie to, it's the scriptures implying do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. So if people continue to lie, if the media continues to lie, if our government continues uh, to lie to us, if all these lies are still going on, I mean, listen, that means they're still practicing the old stuff. We're still doing stuff. When you look at the Republicans and Democrats, uh, 45 is doing what the Bushes did. 45 is doing what uh, the Obama administration did, what the Clinton administration did, Reagan, all of that. They're all doing the same exact way thing, but a different way. And we think it's different because a different face is there or they're giving us some new promises. Oh boy, they don't like me right now. Understand this, honesty stands opposed to hypocrisy, uh-oh, and cover-ups 
we all tend to hide behind in our relationships with others. Dishonesty can steal not only time and material things from others, but it can rob others of the truth. And the honesty that is so vital to good human relationships that truly benefit each other. Ladies and gentlemen, when you talk about how to treat one another, honesty between one another, man, we gotta, what we say on the street, you gotta keep it real. We gotta be honest. How, how, you guys, if you go and, uh, let's just say, like you see, we're having this conversation. So we started this uh, podcast show to have a conversation, stuff like that. So what happens is uh, the producer of the show tells me if I'm still the same or if I'm getting better. So what happens is I don't need him to tell me if I'm good all the time. Sometimes he'll correct me and say, look, you should do this. Maybe you should do this. And because now we've been together so long, listen, he can give me honest feedback because I can never get better if he doesn't tell me. So I don't want to be somebody that's just in an illusion of I'm getting better. I'm supposed I'm, I think I'm doing the right thing, but you're viewing something else. Why would you have people in your life have relationships that way? When you talk about how to treat one another, honesty is critical, pivotal, crucial. It, you, look, whatever word you want to use, you need people that will be honest with you. You don't, you don't want yes men or women that just agree with you on everything. No, 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 no. If iron sharpens iron, listen, one of the things about them iron sharpens iron, one of them blades is 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 really sharp. So you might get poked because the irons are touching. So what happens is it's okay if we poke each other uh, once in a while with the truth, <sighs> not lies. Poke each other with the truth because you can only get better with the truth. The truth will make you free but it's not the truth that makes you free it's knowing the truth and what happens is we got to be honest with one another because we're not going to be able to get better as human beings as a society if we don't all the lies all the cover-ups that those should be over by now we need to be honest with each other if you talk about how we're going to treat one another oh man i hope i still got some friends command nine and guess what, y'all? We almost done. Command nine says show hospitality to one another. Oh my goodness. So we're not supposed to lie uh, to one another. We're supposed to seek after which is good to one another. And then now it's saying show hospitality to one another. Let For those that don't know what hospitality means, watch this. Hospitality means the friendly reception and treatment of a guest or strangers. Or, you don't like that one, let's go a little deeper. It means the quality or disposition of receiving and treating guests and strangers in a warm, friendly, generous way. Kind of like your neighbor that you don't know. You know that one that's in proximity of you? that you turn your nose at, that you shy away from because they don't look like you, share your same values or whatever. The one that, that one where you could probably impact their life in a positive way, show no hospitality. And hospitality is very important to one another. First Peter four and nine says, be hospitable to one another 
without complaint. Somebody better hashtag that right now. Somebody better hashtag that right now. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Oh my goodness. We are in such a complaining society right now. We complain about everything. I can't believe it's a hundred and something degrees right now. It's so hot. I can't believe we got to pay so much taxes. It's, I can't believe, I can't believe complaining about everything. Even when they got money, they still complain. I want more. Always complaining in a relationship. Complaints, complaints, complaints. We got to be hospitable just to one another without complaining. We got to be able to treat guests I know it's a stretch because it says guests and strangers, but some of y'all ain't not even hospitable to family and friends. <laughs> Listen, you know you're not. And it's not funny. It's actually pretty sad. This is actually talking about strangers and guests. But some of you got to get to the point where it's at least friends and family. Then we can get to the strangers and guests for you. But either way, we got to show hospitality to one another. I mean, you know, uh, like some churches where they have where the, the special seats only for the uh, celebrities and uh, the people that really need it, need to get close. They can't get into those seats or the biggest tither gets to sit in that seat. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought we were supposed to be hospitable to the guests and strangers. Uh-oh, uh, I'm going to leave that alone. I feel it. But understand this, the emphasis in this passage is reaching out to others. It includes being warm and hospitable to others, such as visitors at a church. Listen, having people in our homes, listen, and promoting fellowship among believers. However, in the New Testament time, it's primarily referred to helping suffering believers and non-believers, such as those in Hebrews 13, 1 and 3. And it says, so nobody can go and deny it. Let brotherly love continue. <laughs> That's the start of the scripture, y'all, in Hebrews 13, 1 and 3. Let brotherly love continue. And it says, verse 2, do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Uh-oh. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Listen, let me break that down. Let me help somebody with this. So you're supposed to treat people with brotherly love. Let it continue. But the reason why you want to do that, let me help somebody. Remember when I always tell you that God blesses through people? Remember I always tell you that uh, some people have missed out on their blessing because how they treat their neighbor? Because their neighbor was actually hold their blessing? You're, and that's the thing about you better understand that a stranger could be holding your blessing. Uh-oh. 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 I hope the light is about to come on for somebody because they may be entertaining. When you look at that, when it's talking about uh, unwillingly entertaining angels unaware, you can also... Uh, put that in perspective as they're holding something that's divine in nature because they're entertaining an angel unaware. An entertain, uh, angel also can carry a blessing to you. So what happens is if God blesses through people and then there are strangers that entertain angels unaware and therefore here you come and you don't know how to treat your neighbor or love your neighbor as yourself, therefore that blessing could pass by you. And like I always tell you, It'll pass right to somebody in your proximity. And the cold-blooded part about it is you'll be able to recognize that blessing on somebody else. And you'd be like, that should have been mine. And people say, oh, you're just hating. You're just coveting. No, you are actually correct. It was supposed to be yours. But because of your attitude. But because you don't know how to treat your neighbor right. 
because you didn't love your neighbor as yourself. That's why it got passed over. Now, that doesn't mean that the blessing won't come back to you. It means that you need to correct something, straighten up. So what happens is when God sends that blessing, because he's going to send it to you anyway, it's going to get to you. But you got to understand God's method of why he do stuff. Treating one another is very important to him because he said, how do you love me who you don't see? And you can't even love your neighbor who you do see, your brother who you do see. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you need to treat uh, one another, because in this time, in this critical time, in this climate of social unrest, of COVID, of uncertainty right now, in this storm of division right now, God is doing his most blessings right now. See, God, my pastor always says, my God is a, a showman. God wants to be the hero in your life. See, God don't want to do it where it looked like he can, where it's really easy. No, no, no. He want to do it to where all the odds are against you. He want to do it to where you can see no other way that when he do it, that only thing you can go is, man, that was God. He wants to do it in this moment. Not saying after we get out of this storm that God won't bless, but it won't be just as powerful as it is in this moment. And all you got to do is treat your neighbor right. I promise you, if you just treat your neighbor right, if you watch your brother, the stranger, especially the one that don't look like you, I'm telling you, God will send a blessing to you and get it delivered to you in a, in a way that you could not possibly imagine. But it's tied to how we treat one another. Oh my goodness. Command 10. And we're going to close with this, y'all. Command 10 says, Greet one another with a holy kiss. Good God Almighty. Now, let me break that down because it's really talking about uh, affection. So it says Romans 16, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. This command is found four times in the New Testament. It's found in Romans 16. It's found in 1 Corinthians 16, 20. It's found in 2 Corinthians 13, 12. It's found also in 1 Peter 5, 14. That word greet, G-R, E-E-T is, you know, I am a Greek word, y'all. Aspaz zome. Woo, I love it. Okay. And that is spelled, if you want to look it up for yourself, is A-S-P-A-Z-O-M-A-I, which means to greet or to welcome. So let me get this straight, y'all. We got a uh, seek after which is good for one another, command seven. Then we got to be honest with one another. You got to do it in honesty. Then we got to show hospitality, which is treat one another. And then we got to be affectionate and greet uh, and greet each other and welcome each other. Some some say it's a physical kiss, which it was. But also, if you like say, ah, oh, no, I'm not trying to do all that, that's fine. But what it's really talking is about your attitude about it. It's talking about greet or welcome somebody. You know when somebody is not welcoming to you. Oh, you ever walk into somebody's house or just in somebody's uh, conversation, there's a circle of people you walk in and then you already know that you're not welcome into that conversation or welcome into their proximity. See, we got to learn how to make sure that that people when they're around us feel welcome. Even when they don't look like us, even when they don't make the same money as us, even when, uh oh, I'm sorry, even when they're not in the same political party as us, even when they want to ma wear masks, no masks, uh oh, I'm sorry, that slipped out too. We still got to be welcoming to people. Do you know how many people I see frown at other people that don't wear masks? 
right now, like the people that wear masks are so superior than the ones that don't wear masks. Like the ones that wear masks are more human than the ones that don't wear masks. Only thing is they have two different perceptions about what's going on. And so one party wants to make the other party wrong. Instead of come, let us reason together. We want to sit here and judge each other instead of being welcome to each other. We want to sit here and lie to each other uh, instead of telling to be honest and tell the truth. We want to say, uh, instead of edifying good things to each other, we want to always look at the bad, what's in each other. This is not the way, ladies and gentlemen, to get through this crisis that we're going through in the world. Also, when you talk about uh, that word uh, greet, it says, uh, but the basic and original idea seemed to be to embrace. So it came to be used of the embrace of a greeting, welcome, or even party. So we got to embrace one another. Like, look, I'm a hugger. Like, if you see me, like, right now, this social distancing is interfering with my hugging. I love hugging people. Like, because what happens is healing is in the power of the touch. And what happens is people need a hug. Look, some, I need a hug sometimes. Listen, look, I never underestimate the power of a hug because I understand that healing can transfer even through a hug. And what happens is, man, we got to, this is not about a social distancing from each other. This is about embracing each other. This, this is the time where we need to connect even more to each other during this time. Oh my goodness, somebody don't like me. Now I'm going to get a call. I might get a call from the White House. Somebody may give me calls. Dr. Fauci might be called. I'm going to pick up this call though because I got some things to say to him. Also, it says, as used in the New Testament epistles, it was a sign of love, affection, and genuine interest in others. Uh-oh, genuine interest in others. Not that superficial thing just because you uh hoping what I can do something for you. It was genuine interest in others. Often today, our greetings are empty, superficial, or to gain points for ego purposes. My God, I can just leave that alone. I should stop right there. But Mark 12, 38 says, then he said to them in his teaching, beware of the scribes. Scribes were uh, the guys that interpret the law. They like made contracts and stuff like that for uh, whatever the Pharisee says. So they were the Pharisees cronies who desired to go around in long robes, love greetings in marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues and the best places of the feast. You know, the people that think they all that, that think they above uh, everybody. But then, uh, you know, especially celebrities sometimes that we celebrate. But when you see them in public sometimes just to say hi. Now, I know some people can listen. They lose their mind when they see uh, people of influence, celebrities and things like that. But sometimes there's just some celebrities that you see and you understand that they're just human beings. But man, they give you the frown. They 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 look unhappy. They 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 give you attitude. And it's almost like let the train of their robe fill this place like like their God or something like that. And it should not be like that just because you're at a certain status or have certain influence uh over another group just because uh you may have some experiences that may be better than your neighbors doesn't give you the right to not want to welcome or embrace your brother and sister because what happens is those people that are admiring is also the people that's help paying you your money uh-oh I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. You know, them high ticket prices we keep paying for, you know, them award shows that you keep watching them and, and you hoping that they win and you actually praying for these people. You pray for these people more than you pray for your friends and family. Uh, I'm going to leave that alone. Greeting one another warmly and genuinely is supra cultural. 
going beyond the cultural patterns with a holy kiss is cultural and with, will change the culture, time or era, area as we see in the European countries today. In our culture, it would include a warm handshake, an arm around the shoulder, or a hug. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, if, I, I don't know how many times I can say it. Listen, it's impossible for us during this time, for us not to grow closer to each other. Let's not let the circumstances of what's going on, whether it be COVID, whether it be social unrest, prejudice, division, just because things are uncertain, unemployment is up. You're talking about 47 million people are out of work right now. Listen, people need each other more than ever before in this moment. This is the moment. This is the day to where the next level of how we treat one another should go to an all-time high. Depression should not be up during this time. Suicide should not be up during this time. There should be no one right now going without during this time if we practice how to treat one another. I'm telling you, for those right now, within the sound of my voice, if you just make the move and go out of your way to treat your neighbor as yourself, I guarantee you, I promise you, God will do exceedingly and above all that you could ask or think if you let him. If you would just do it his way. It's okay to be afraid in this time, but don't have the spirit of fear. Because the spirit of fear means that you're governed by fear, that your life is ruled by fear. But when you're afraid, that's okay. Because God is always saying, be of good cheer. It is I. And in this moment, what we're going through all across the world, God is still telling us to be of good cheer. It is I. But he's saying, I need you to love me with your heart, your soul, and your mind, and with all your strength. And then he said, I need you to do a second thing in all this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Treat each other how we want to be treated is the key, the master key to getting through this crisis. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray you enjoyed our time together as much as I did. I thank you for tuning in to episode nine of How to Treat One Another. I thank you for all the support and the responses. New episodes were released every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just one. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically, take 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding. And remember, don't take my word for all of this. Listen, look it up for yourself. Listen, study the word on your own. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not the final authority on it. And then also practice imp implementing uh, what you have learned. Applying how we treat one another is the only way we can turn it around for good. A special thanks. You know it. My man, 
Kevin Clayton KC all day at I Am Music Group for producing this show. Erica Duff for the artwork, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and my man Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Common Gospel Radio Network. And remember my man Alex Teamer, aka 18 for the baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that's my pastor. That's my dude. Happy birthday uh, to my pastor that's just having a birthday. That's my man. Also, Lena Bird Miles uh, for This Is The Day intro. And get up mornings with Erica Campbell. That's my first lady, y'all. And a special shout out to all the California Worship Center family in North Hollywood. Remember to subscribe to This Is A Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or give me feedback on my Facebook or Instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles that you'd like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.